Hello, hello. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to another Wealth Coffee Chat. Hope you're all awesome and well. Good to see a few of you up and at it early this morning. Someone behind the Facebook veil. Good morning to you, whoever that is. Hello, hello. Kevin's all the way from Florida. Morning, mate. Marcus in the house. Morning, Danny. And uh, we've got uh, Rob in the house too. Kev, mate, good morning. We haven't caught up for that coffee yet. It's on my radar. <laughs> Soon. The year's flying by. Luke, mate, I hope you're well. <clears throat> good to see you, folks. While everything's getting warmed up, we'll do the quick intros as we always do. Jason Wint's my name. Most of you know it already, though. <clears throat> but if you don't, say hello in the chat. Got the old frog in the frog in the throat there. Rose is in as well. Morning, Rose. Paul's here too. Tim's in. Got the full contingent. Great to see everyone here this morning. Uh, there we go. All right. Well, let's. Uh, yeah, Kev, you're dead right. It's in my. <laughs> it's in my court, isn't it? Time to uh, organise the calendar. Uh, today, I thought we might talk about something that um, is an interesting one when it comes to the world of property investing and creating your wealth. Most Aussies, uh, what uh, put it in the chat, most of you guys know this, where do most Australians keep nearly all of their wealth? There's two places, but what's the, the, the majority? What's the number one place, folks? What's the number one uh, asset that uh, Aussies uh, keep their uh, keep their wealth? and not a great place to keep it, to be honest, but uh, you can improve it. Um, where, where do most people keep it and what can we do about it? Yes, number two is super, uh, Tim, uh, and uh, number one is the home. You're dead right. Yeah, PPR. So let's talk about um, what I call um, what I call the big weapons of wealth, Andy Fenton and I've uh, talking about putting things together for us as investors, talking about how do we create wealth uh, and kind of, you know, there's lots of, let's call it techniques and tactics and bibs and bobs and detail in creating wealth and and uh, making things happen. However, if you if you compress it and bring it into five big weapons of wealth, five big wow, what are they, folks? What are the five big weapons of wealth? Well, the principal place of residence is a weapon of wealth. Why is it a weapon of wealth, folks? Put it in the chat for me if you know. Why is your principal place of residence a weapon of wealth if you use it properly? Well, the main reason it is a tax, well, a capital gains tax, let's let's be accurate, uh, CGT, capital gains tax-free, folks. And how can you take advantage of a capital gains tax-free asset. Well, that is uh, what we're going to talk about today. What are the other four big weapons of wealth? Let me quickly talk to you guys about that. Well, at the moment in Australia, super is a weapon of wealth. Now, these two um, are in retirement. Um, it has some tax-free components as well. Who likes the idea of tax-free? I like the idea of tax-free. Uh, and in Acquisition mode, sort of in 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 it, it is low, a low tax environment. Now, there's a there's a, a limit to one point nine million and so on, but it is a weapon of wealth, folks. A weapon of wealth. Most Aussies, at the very minimum, 
should understand how to maximize their value through these two. What's the problem, though? What is the problem with these two uh, weapons of wealth for us as investors? Um, The problem is when you uh, improve them, you know, principal place of residence, you super, you know, it's it's a future promise of some benefits, but what happens now? By and large, there is there is no value to your cash flow now, your lifestyle now. And if we take away, like, I've got a nice home to live in, like, let's not put that in there, like direct income creation or wealth creation that you can access or easily access. And, you know, if you buy a nice house, you're not buying and selling the damn thing every five minutes. We're going to talk about that in a second. All right, so that that's a future. That's the future. You know, what can we do now? Let's let's talk about uh, three other weapons of wealth uh, when it comes to the world of um, the world of investing, uh, and um, us as property investors or investors of any sort. To be honest, folks, um, you know what might it be? Um, what do you guys think out there in the world of you know? Um, now, this one's a crazy one, uh, but. Uh, reducing, re- reducting, reducing. Debt reduction. Reduction. <laughs> uh, not enough coffee yet in the reduction. Debt reduction. Folks, it is a weapon of wealth. Why is it a weapon of wealth? Well, I can tell you this, uh, and it could be it could be one of the ones at the top. Debt reduction. Uh, business, if you're not in business and you're thinking about it, it can be an absolute awesome weapon of wealth. Um, and uh, last but not least, in investing. Now, that's some big terms. Like, that's some big sort of overall ideas, thoughts, whatever it is. There's some more details in those, obviously, investing in property, property investment, etc. cetera. Um, but today, I want to talk about your principal place of residence tax-free strategy um, and, um, you know, how we can maximize it um, as we go along, you know. Uh, yeah. And, yes, you're dead right. Tim, anything that's sitting in cash is devaluing. You know, inflation is 4 or 5%, folks. It seems like it's going to be around for a little while. If you're not beating inflation, your va- the value of what you own is degrading. It's going backwards, right? So you've got to at least beat inflation, okay? Now, this is what we're going to talk about today. I'm going to talk about the, uh, the PPR upgrade strategy. Now, Tim put it there. Um, Tim, put it there. I'm going to just talk you through the basic concept today of the principal place of residence upgrade strategy, and we'll do some detail and some data. So let's have a look at um, a little example. I talk you through because you know what is it? Why is it worth? You know why is it worth considering? You know what can we do about it? You know how does it work, etc. Um, hey, morning, Aaron. Well, let's have a look at this, and I, I just put some arbitrary figures at the bottom. But, um, you know, let's have a look at what what it might look like as we go. So let's say at age 30 um, you purchase your first house or you own a house or whatever it might be, okay? Um, and um, let's take a look at um, what, that, what might happen. Now, let's say it's worth something uh, and we have a starting point. 
it might go up in value. That's the point of it, right? Um, and then you want your debts to go down. And normally we would have like a debt reduction strategy. And this is where kind of there's a combo here of, of two strategies that I like, um, which is uh, debt reduction and um, and upgrading, okay? So debt reduction, what what normally happens, folks? What, what normally happens for debt reduction, right? It normally takes kind of um, 30 years, right, age 60, okay? That's what normally would happen. Uh, you can't really see that orange, can you? All right. Um, normally what happen is it take 30 years. However, what uh, what part of this strategy is, is reducing it quicker, okay? So we'll talk about that in a minute. Talk about 15 years. All right. So that's the kind of graph that we're looking at. What does that all mean, Jason? You know, it looks good on paper, but let's let's, you know, explain it to me properly here. All right. Here's the drill. So you have a principal place of residence that you own. You buy it most of the time because, you know, uh, it's a good place to live and that's where you can afford. That's kind of the first starting point with our conversation today. Um, and let's say, you know, it, for example, um, you know, let's say I'm going to use some numbers here, some rough numbers so we can have a bit of a look at uh, uh, the idea, the example in, in action, folks. Let's take a look at this. All right, so principal place of residence, um, you know, let's say we've got uh, a $600,000 loan uh, and an $800,000 property, okay? Um, I'm just putting this in here for capital growth, uh, capital growth information so we can sort of see, you know, how does this work? And I'll just make that a little bit bigger. I've put in there 6% capital growth, a little bit more than the market, um, and um, we've got a loan in here. The rest of these numbers don't really matter too much to us today for this example, but this is the starting point. We're at 30 years old. We've saved up a bit of cash. Um, you've bought a property. You've got a loan of 600. Your property's worth 800. This is the starting point, okay? Um, and um, away we go. So, and it could be any age, by the way, folks. Just, you know, um, uh, adjust those numbers to, to suit the story for you. All right. So let's have a look at the trajectory of what might happen here. Now, let's go in. We've got 6% capital growth on our property. Make that a bit a uh, bit bigger. Uh, we've got, you know, 15 years as our trajectory. So today, 800,000, 15 years, 1.9. You know, even if we wanted to be more conservative and put, um, you know, 5% there, then that'd be fine too. So um, let's have a look. Our, our property... Uh, in here goes from 800 to 1.9. That's pretty That's pretty tidy, pretty happy with that, right? So 1.9 million, 1.9 mil. Um, <clears throat> let's check in on the debt. Now, normally a debt would be, um, you know, uh, unless we're, oh, we've got a, we've got some uh, extra payments going on here by the look of it, but normally... You know, if you didn't have any extra payments, let's just make that zero. Let's make that zero. You know, your debt's 400000 So you're halfway through. Oh, you, you can't see that. All right, here we go. Here we go. So you're halfway through 400000 okay? So there's a couple of things there. You could be, all right, um, that's pretty cool. You could do something. Or what I would prefer um, 
is for us to have a bit of a debt reduction plan, an acceleration plan to help with that as well. So if we go over here and we say, all right, what would it take for us to, let's say, reduce our debt uh, a bit more, a bit faster when it comes to uh, this loan, all right? So we go, okay, well, an extra payment. Let's put in $1,000 and let's see if that helps us. Um, down here, uh, you can pay that off in 17 years, right? Okay, 1000 bucks a month. Let's go 1200 about 16 years and, and six. So, look, maybe 1300 We can muck around with this number. Uh, 1300 There we go. 15 years, uh, total interest payable over 15 years, 11 months. Probably probably call it 1400 there. 1400 uh, Voila. There we go. So, we could pay our debt down to pretty well zero. Uh, and then... Um, our value has gone up to 1.9 million. So, what do we do now? What's the, what's the strategy here? Now, so you've got your debt at zero, which is a good news. Zero debt. How's your cash flow now, folks? Um, pretty good, right? So your cash flow now, you've got some good earning potential, you know, and that all depends on uh, how fast you want to debt reduce, but. Um, you know, debt reduction is not the absolute in this strategy, by the way. It, it's a good complement to this strategy. You've got a house worth 1.9. What could you do, folks? There's two things you could do. Number one, um, often if the property, um, we call it the highest and best use, you could renovate and or reno or knock down and rebuild, right? So, you could maximise the property's value in place. Maybe that suburb's gone very well. Maybe the block of land that you're on is 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 a good size. Maybe, you know, the house is now, you know, you bought it when the house was 30 years old and now it's 45 years old. Um, you know, maybe there's something that needs to happen. Maybe you can do that. Um, so you could redraw some equity and renovate the property. Now, what I would do in that circumstance is, you know, in the redraw, you know, up to sort of 800 to uh, a million bucks. That's what I would do um, in that circumstance. So if you added a million bucks in place to a property in a good location, you know, what would that do to its value? You have to look around in the neighbourhood and stuff like that. And this is where doing some research and understanding there's only a certain amount of elasticity, there's only a certain amount of flexibility certain suburbs will have, right? So if you added a million-dollar renovation to that property, would it make it, take it from $2 million to $4 million? Like, would it, would it do that? Would it be worth $3.5 million? That's the question, right? So if you added significant value to the property in place, is the surrounding suburb going to support that uplift, okay? Is, is the surrounding, and if it's not, and if it's not, then I, my part of my strategy, part of your my suggestion to you is that you sell and upgrade, folks. Upgrade. Now you you take your one point nine. I'm just gonna just call it uh, two million dollars for round numbers sake. You go get a million dollar loan or maximum the maximum loan you can get, the maximum loan you can afford. You max the loan, folks. Max loan. Okay, max loan. 
Now, this is um, obviously, you know, your broker will help you with the mathematics and all that sort of stuff. So let's say, let's just say now you're shopping for a $3 million property. Three mil, folks. $3 million property at age 45. Nice upgrade. Probably going to be a nice, um, something nice for, um, something nice for, to live in, right? So, okay. So stick with me because we've got a few more minutes to sort of bring this home and it's a bit data heavy, but let's just do this, right? So let's go back to our calculator and let's update our numbers. Let's do this. Let's do, all right, we've got, we've got, let's just call it a $3 million home. PPR loan is $1 million, right? And we're just doing rough numbers here, folks. Um, again, capital gain, 6%. Okay, so we, we now own a $3 million home. Um, what's it look like over the next 20 years, folks, next 15 years? So um, we this is $3 million today up here. Now, what's going on there? But now from age 45 to 70, um, depending on your your debt and your cash flows and stuff like that, what can we do? What can we do? You know, um, you now have between, let's say, the ages of 45 and 65, you've got the ability uh, a 20 years to to debt reduce. Now, that's a good, that's a good, um, that's good debt reduce. Now, let's go to the age 70. Let's just go to age 65. At age 65, now, it's difficult to believe these numbers, isn't it? Okay, and let's let's even go back and put five percent. You can put five percent there if you want. Like, but this is where you've got it. This this is the possibility. Let's just put five percent because it's difficult. What's that number down there, folks? Like, round that number up. Put it in the chat for me because I want someone to see the number. I want someone to see the number. Let's do. We're we're at age sixty five. This is retirement age, by the way. Um, what's that look? Like? What's that number over there? What's that number over there? It'd be nice if it was linear and perfect every single time. But what's that number? Over there, year 20. Um, have a look over here. Put it in the chat for me. Can you see it? Yep, 8 million. 8 million. 8 million. So uh, what, what do you reckon, folks? Uh, anyone like that idea? Give me a little yes in the chat. Um, now, even if, listen, even if, it, even if that idea ends up at, I don't know, 3 million or 4 million, Here's the drill. It is a weapon, an absolute weapon of wealth, your principal place of residence. Along the way, you would have used the equity to buy some investments. Um, you know, you could you could uh, debt reduce your invest with with the extra cash flow from your invest. There's all sorts of stuff we would have done along the way. Uh, so there's the principal place of residence upgrade strategy, folks. Starting out with a $800,000 property, and ending up with a property worth $8 million. It, Hard to believe, right? Hard to believe. Anyway, it's on a spreadsheet, and I know for a fact many people have done it, uh, and I see the rich and the wealthy doing it all the damn time, all the damn time. What do you think the billionaires buy a $100 million home for and then sell it four years later? What, what, what do you think they're doing? You know, they're, they're not buying their forever homes. Folks, they are trading capital gains tax-free money because they can. And so should you if it's part of your strategy, if it's part of your wealth plan. Anyway, there you go. You don't seem impressed, folks. (laughs) 
Well, it's pretty difficult to impress you lot. All right, there you go. Uh, well, uh, hopefully that makes sense. Yeah. You could sell that tax-free, you know, roll that into other investments. Voila, away we go. Anyway, there you go. That's just one. That's just one. That's just one, folks, of the weapons of wealth. That's the strategy. That's the strategy. Okay, the mathematics, the 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 nuts and bolts of the strategy. So then, you know, away we go. There you go. Anyway, PPR upgrade strategy done and dusted. Weapons of wealth, five of them. You know, if you can take advantage of all five, then then you're well on your way, folks. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. All right, that's it. I'm just rabbiting on now. Wealth Coffee Chat done and dusted today, folks. Good to have you hanging out with me today. Hopefully. Uh, hopefully it was useful. Join me tomorrow for another one if you're up for it. Till then, folks, you guys take care. Have a good day. Bye for now.